Welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Fade to Gray. For this episode, we brought back some past guests and future guests to talk about some of their favorite Christmas memories. You'll get to hear exclusive live audio from the Christmas party that we had this past week with members of our Marco Polo Fade to Gray group. And we bust out a few segments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Joy to the world. Elizabeth has come. Omar isn't he? I'll be there in just a minute. You'll be here in a minute. And that's okay. We are fade to gray. And two there of us go. are gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that was amazing. <laughs> Sorry, just had to. <laughs> oh boy, gosh, Christmas has got me just googly moogly, man. I'm just all sorts of, I'm all sorts of perky titty and all you know just happy <laughs> ha- happy as a clam dude yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know about you guys my, christmas is my favorite holiday do you guys remember my friend sue she has a really great christmas story christmas story yes right off the top of my head because one of my very close Muslim friends I had no place to go a couple of years ago in Beirut for Christmas and her mother invited me for Christmas dinner and she'd never cooked a Christmas dinner for an American mm-hmm. Christian and she ordered she's like well I think Lebanese Christians order turkey so she ordered a turkey for me oh. and they gave me gifts and I spent that Christmas with Muslims oh wow that's so awesome <laughs> could you recount that maybe like a, a couple of minutes telling us a little bit about that yeah. Right now? Was there a baby Jesus under the tree? (laughs) There was no baby baby Jesus. Um, Yeah, if you want me to right now, go for it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Because we'll edit it in. Okay, great. So a few years ago, I was in Beirut, and I was there at Christmas time. Um, I had just gone a week without water in our apartment, which is normal for Beirut. And I remember standing in the kitchen that morning thinking, <laughs> peeling, peeling a pomegranate, thinking to myself, oh, I wish I had water. Like, it's going to be okay. It's Christmas. And I heard water gushing into the water tank. <laughs> so it was like a Christmas miracle that day. Um, so I didn't have to go to the gym to take a shower. But that day, my, my dear friend, who I've known for 14 years, um, they knew I didn't have a place to stay. They're, they're Muslims. Um, and her mother invited me for Christmas lunch um, because she knew I didn't have a place to stay or a place to go for Christmas. And she's like, we're Muslims and we believe in the birth of Jesus, so why not? <laughs> so uh, they had me, and her mom's a really good cook, maybe one of the best Lebanese cooks ever. And she's like, I don't know what, what Christians eat for, for Christmas dinner, but I know Lebanese Christians always get turkey. And she didn't know how to make a turkey, so she ordered it from this fancy restaurant. And um, Lebanese turkeys have like chestnuts stuffed in them and then rice and meat around them. And so that was the centerpiece. And then she made a feast, you know, like hummus and fatouche. And she knows a 
exactly what I like. Um, and it, so I spent that year, that Christmas with Muslims and my friend's sister-in-law brought me presents because she's like, it's Christmas, so you should have a present. And she's from Saida, Lebanon, which is famous for olive oil soap as well. And um, it was olive oil soap from her hometown. So as, yeah, so as a Christian, I experienced the hospitality and love and respect of my own holiday from a family of Muslims that honored me. And how did that make you feel? It's humbling. You know, it's humbling, especially when I know how people in my country may view them. Um, But it, it, it was, it brought so much joy because I didn't know what I was going to do that day. I had no idea. I was like, well, maybe I'll go to the movies or something. I don't know, you know? So they, they really, it was really meaningful because it was like family to me. And that, that crosses over culture and religion. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sue. Um, Welcome. Thank you. All right, Lanny, quick question. Yeah. Tell us about how you found out that there was no Santa Claus. Well, um, I was around six years old, and I think I heard something at church, and I didn't believe in it. So I went and asked Mommy. I'm like, Mommy, is Santa Claus real? And she's like, well, honey, um, not really. And I'm like, okay. And that was pretty much it. Did it was it like really upsetting to you, or was it just kind of like not a big deal? I really didn't care. Okay, interesting. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't you don't find that usually it's a big deal, you know, crying and everything like that. She's like, okay, I still get presents, right? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't care. I was just like, well, as long as I get my presents, I'm fine with it. So <laughs> now that. I just wrap everyone's Christmas presents and Pragmatic. they just wrap. I kind of missed the days of Santa because there was no pressure on me at that time. Yeah, that makes sense because it was all now it's like you didn't like the gift. Yeah, exactly. Now it's all Santa's fault. Now it's all Dad's fault. Well, I guess it's that time where I'm going to have to uh, go ahead and do a little poem. You guys ready for a little Christmas poem? Christopher, I would love a Christmas movie. poem. Okay. Sit back and listen to the fireplace. Get the ambiance here. Hold on. Let me light a cigar. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the day. Not a podcast was playing, not even fade to gray. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to need you to suppress your laughter. Chombi was editing the latest episode, and Heath was playing a song he just wrote. Renee and Toby were acting like cunts, while Omar was rolling some really fat blunts. Elizabeth was singing Oh Holy Night, when Andy said something oddly alt-right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> never. He would never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, even my get God. Next one. I can't get yourself even get together, next man. Here we go. Seth was straddling the Christmas Yule. <laughs> oh my god. 
can't even say it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Seth was straddling <laughs> the Christmas Yule log. <laughs> Watching while Ethan got drunk on eggnog. <laughs> Chris was debating God in his mind when Mason miraculously showed up by his side. <laughs> With friends this great, the future is bright. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Oh my God. That was, that very was well done. magical. <laughs> How did you do that? That was an SNL skit, dude. That was amazing. That was five minutes of tops <laughs> oh, God. No, like seriously it. that captured all of us that captured all of us that I could mean, be posted on your instagram oh yeah i'll make sure that lena gets it <laughs> yeah that's beautiful i i really do love that uh wow wait well, did you we, uh, did you just omar in that at all yeah yeah, he was rolling a fat blunt. He was ah, uh, right, right, right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to double check and like make sure we were all in there. Yeah, yeah. I love how you said oddly alt-right regarding yeah. Andy. Oddly alt-right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he said something unironically alt. <laughs> Actually, that might be better instead of oddly, unironically alt right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was amazing. I really was. I, I don't know how to wrap. That really was. Anyway. Well, I appreciate so, it. I'm glad you liked it. You know that that. <sighs> okay, so how about how about Chad? What if Chad was on the podcast? What would you have wrote about him? What would his stanza be? Ooh. Chad would be doing something like practicing for he'd be he'd either be practicing for an upcoming like uh, church service or he'd be running. So it'd be one of those things. Or he'd be selling insurance. I don't know. One or the other. See, really see, see Chad did have a, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> see, Chad had a strap on that Yule log. All the while, he was out for a jog. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. He was he was the one giving it uh, with with the Yule log, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he had he had it strapped onto him. So <laughs> that was just said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season, bitch. That's amazing. <laughs> Hold on, Seth. I'll be right there. <laughs> there well, Andy, go. what would you add in about Topher? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What can we say about our dear friend Topher, except that he might be a little light in his loafers? <laughs> <laughs> Something about eating on camera. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another Movies That Motivate. 
And this is a special edition for you guys out there. It's going to be the top five Christmas movies. Merry Christmas! Jingle bells, jingle bells. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Are you the green giant? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a giant, but it's not green. Half brown. Technically, you smoke a lot of weed, so you're kind of the green giant. Yeah, I guess that is. That's good. That's good. That's not not a bad one. That's not bad. Ho, ho, ho. That's That's going to stick. A lot of Christmas trees, you know, smoke those trees. <laughs> All right, so basically we got a list. Everyone has their list in front of them, and we're going to tell you guys, we'll divulge the information from fifth to first of our best or most memorable Christmas movies. So on the list for number five of best Christmas movies of all time, we have The Night Before. And if anybody remembers The Night Before, this one was released fairly recently. It's uh, Seth Rogen, and pardon me if I don't know the other two co-actors, but basically um, it's just one of those Seth Rogen slapstick kind of comedy movies. Definitely a stoner movie. Definitely something that, like... Seth Rogen slaps dick? (laughs) Well, I mean, apparently... uh, Was it uh, Franco's? Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Ethan, well, well, I can see that. I can see that. Ethan hasn't seen it, but now he wants yeah, to. Yeah, I just, I just added it to my list. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, what's your number five? My number five is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Nice. Oh, that's, cool. that's not a bad choice. Even my six-year-old choice. loves that movie. Like, if if you don't like that movie, like if you can't turn that on, cuddle up, you know, get a fire going, I don't know if I could be your friend. Sorry. Yeah, the, the shabby little Christmas tree always makes me a little depressed, though. Yeah, yeah but it's kind of like this year we were actually picked out a Christmas tree just yesterday, and we picked out one that like had less branches and stuff on it because it was reminiscent of the Charlie Brown. I mean, it wasn't quite the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, but it, it's like, like you almost like personify a tree and you feel bad for it because it's the underdog, and so you go for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is a living thing. Chris, what do you got for I number do have five? Four cats, and that way I can see through the tree. Yeah, Chris, what is your number five? My number five, and this will probably be a lot higher up on your lists. I don't know. Home Alone. Yeah. Um, nice. It's classic. It's classic. Mm, number five. I'm interested in seeing what your four underneath there are. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. That's if that's number five, I'm I'm very interested to hear what the other four are. My number five uh, long- is It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Sorry, I just ah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Only like you're pandering there. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, come on, I, come on. You know what? And, Andy is single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my sensitive side. Right, right, right. No, I I used to watch that movie with uh, with my family, and then also I remember watching it with my grandma. So it's like it's kind of like nostalgic for me, in sure. a, in a way. So I Solid. I think that's the only reason it made my list. <laughs> Fair what enough. about your number Fair four, enough. Omar? Yes. So, number four with Movies That Motivate, Christmas Edition. Going with Scrooge. Scrooge is one that I absolutely love. You got Bill Murray. Amazing. Bill Murray and like, this is the whole story of Ebenezer Scrooge and his whole journey through Christmas. You know, I mean, I don't have to explain it to you, but um, there's been lots of remakes, but none as good as the actual Scrooge. Are, Bill Murray just plays. Are you guys breaks. ready to hate me? 
Are you ready? Have you never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, oh my god. god. I know. I've never seen it either. I've never seen it either. Oh my god. That's a viewing party. You guys have not seen this movie. It comes on TV all December long, and it's awesome. It's great. It's so great. So I don't have an excuse then. No. No, you got to see it. And Bill Murray is amazing. I love that guy. Come on. Bill Murray. Yeah. Get with the program. Get with it. What about um, so, nice. so what's your number four then, Andy? Okay. Well, you're you've already mentioned before we started recording that you are going to hate me for this one, and, and that's <laughs> fine if you lose respect. That's I'll, I'll live. But the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Jeez. So, nice. So it's a wonderful life in Santa Claus. I thought I knew you, man. I'm, you know, this has been very revealing so far. It's been very you know what? Revealing. You know what? You can tell a lot by uh, by the Christmas movies that people choose. And yeah, if if you want to judge me, that's fine. Judge me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It it almost made my list, Andy. It almost made my five. I mean, there's a funny joke in there that I loved whenever I was a kid. He's at the doctor and he's like, what about my hair? Cause it keeps turning white. He says, you should dye it. And then he looks at his stomach and goes, and you should die. You should <laughs> die. <laughs> so Chris, your number four. Then? My number four is it's a wonderful life. Nice. Okay. nice. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. It's wow. a classic, man. You got to watch it. Every it Christmas. is classic. I was hoping yeah, to be home, home alone too. No. <laughs> Although I like Lost that movie. in New York. I like that movie, but it's a wonderful. The life. president of the United States is in that movie. That's true. He is in uh, Home Alone <laughs> Two, the New York movie. But no, with uh, with It's a Wonderful Life, man, it's just such a good moral. You know, like the grass is always greener, right? And then he he gets to see the other side, and then come to find out, he would rather be right back where he where he started. So and the an angel anyway. gets his wings. Yeah. So. That's right. Every time a bell rings. Uh, Ethan, number four for you. My number four is Die Hard. Oh, that was, that's, that's worth hearing. That, I, I agree. That's a good one. That, that, I'm glad it is that, absolutely a Christmas movie for all the naysayers out there. I'm glad that, that made your list. Because it is a Christmas movie. Why is that more manly than any of our choices? Like, that's just amazing. <laughs> well, you know, your, leave any, it to the gay guy. Choices, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's true i'm I'm not i'm not helping myself at all yeah <laughs> the only thing about die hard is I, he never had to reload man so i don't know what that's all about maybe that is a gay thing i don't know is there a- well, he certainly died hard because aren't they still making those movies oof oof they um up until recently i mean yeah like within the last what five six, it was a couple of years ago yeah. they made one with uh him and jai courtney did uh did he die no, no, he did not. Die hard, man. All right. So, number three. All right, movies that moan me. Christmas edition. We have. My choice is Home Alone. Home Alone, I, you know, I put it a little higher on my list than you know, I heard Chris with number five. So, And obviously, it's one of those things that I actually watched recently um, with my kids. And we're, I think we're going to actually do a special edition, um, children's edition of movies that moan me with Home Alone because it's that great. So. That's nice. All right, moving on. So, Andy, what is what is your number three? I'm really curious to hear this. This is oh, after, after your last two. I'm really digging myself a hole here. I really am. A Barbie Christmas. <laughs> this, this is not good, you guys. This is. I'm really ashamed. <laughs> after, Don't be ashamed. After hearing no. Die Hard you from like Ethan, what you like. that's amazing. You like what you like. I want. I literally want to hit stop recording because he said Die Hard, and I'm 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 regretting. Third is keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, it would be Elf. 
Elf. Oh, oh that's, that's a not game. a bad choice. Yeah. It's not a bad choice at all. What y'all about? Especially Will Ferrell. It's hilarious. Zoe Deschanel. Come on, man. Like that's it's solid. It's solid. It's great. Of course, it's, it's you have movie. to watch it every year. You have it's to. It's awesome. You have to. And if you don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Boy, Andy. And hope you find your dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ethan, uh, number three. You did you say yours? My number three is also Home Alone. Nice. Oh, good. Good, good choice. Good, good yep. choice. I like your place. Solid. There too, yeah. I like your right? last yeah, two it's right, Just about right. Yeah, pretty good. We should hang out, you know. Uh, you know. I know, right? <laughs> when, I, when I grow up and get married, I'm leaving alone. You hear me? I'm leaving alone. <laughs> I'm not Look sleeping up there with Look what you fooler. did, you little jerk. <laughs> You're what the French call les incompetents. Les incompetents. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> My daughter asked me, what does les incompetents mean? <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. 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 <laughs> oh, Chris, what do you got? Uh, my number three, A Christmas Story with Ralphie. Nice. Nice. That's, that, that's solid. Trial. That might be a little higher on my list. I'll reveal that later. So, yeah. Ooh, but, but that's but it's a great movie. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot to reveal later. That's okay. called teasing so. for the listener. <laughs> so, number two on Movies That Motor Me, Christmas Edition, we have Bad Santa. Bad Santa for me is like, it is almost the number one. I mean, it's like never seen it's, it. Uh, oh my god, uh, I've never seen it. Billy Bob Thornton, um, <laughs> just drunk Santa, and it's it's just comedy all the way through. I mean, there's definitely a, a theme of comedy in my like def, my top five for sure. And so, that's and it's that that kind of borderline appropriate inappropriate comedy. And if you know anything about Billy Bob Thornton, I just think he's one of my heroes. So that movie's that explains two. a lot. <laughs> explains a whole lot uh, well, I mean, Angelina Jolie that's all I have to say I mean like how did he do that how did he do that uh, are we on number two we're on number two what yes do, what do you got and for us you know what I've alright well not to beat a dead horse but my number two is uh, Home Alone uh, hey ah, yep. nice yep. well done you know I just it it really is it it's so like it's full of one liners it really is oh, it yeah. was written it was written probably by some really good stand up comics and and it it just seems like it is full every scene is full of one liners and i love it for that reason yeah so good so good fantastic ethan number 2 my number 2 it's a wonderful life Ah, there you go, buddy. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. See, that shows how how classy you are. That that's at number two for you. Like Die Hard was like, you know what? I, I'm I'm pretty badass, but you know what? I'm actually a little more classy. With it's a it's a wonderful life at number. I'm two a little classier you. than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Mary. I'll ask on the moon for you. What about you, Chris? What What do you got at number two? My number two is Scrooged. Nice, nice. With hey, what do you know? Oh my gosh, that. To me, I have to watch that at least twice during December because it's so funny. Like the ghost of Christmas uh, present cracks me up all the time. Like I, I can't stop watching that movie in December. It's so funny. It's great. Definitely a, a recommended one on my list for sure. And so uh, that's everybody for number two, right? 
So moving yes, on sir. to the grand, yeah. grand finale. And huh? now. A little, a little drum roll, please. A little drum roll. Movies that motor me, Christmas edition. I have a Christmas story. That's right. You're gonna off. So good. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Like uh, Ralphie. Um, I mean, the characters. Whether I mean, like, how many of us have been like terrified, like to this day, to stick their tongue on a, on a ice cold pole? You know, oh, no, just, no. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. No, no. Nope. I mean, you, you, you triple dog dare. You yeah. saw what happened, yeah. But the triple dog dare. I mean, you can't. I mean, how many times in your childhood did like the, 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 the triple one smart ass and do it? <laughs> the triple dog dare gets you to do something <laughs> you really didn't want to do too. That's that's where I'm at with that. I mean, like the triple dog dare got me one or two times when I was growing up too. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. It's a great movie. Well, if, if you, that is a great yeah, movie. But my number one. You guys can make fun of me, and it's fine. I Probably will. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. So my number one is... Santa Claus 2, The Escape Clause? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would that be more accurate than what I actually have? Santa um, Claus? <laughs> no, I'm going with Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's no, not that's bad. A good one. That makes you not seem quite as, you know... This is Halloween. This, this is, Halloween. is Halloween. You know what? I just have... I have so many <laughs> memories of watching that with my daughter when she was younger. And she she loves it to this day. So the memories... It's it's funny. I capped my, my list with It's a Wonderful Life, and that was because of nostalgia. And then Nightmare Before Christmas because memories and nostalgia. So it yeah. it's... Yeah. It is totally... That's really sweet. Yeah, well, I can't. You know, I can't. So what it. Christmas can't. is about, man. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nice, yeah, Andy. yeah. Um, so you know what? You know, Jack Skellington. That's my dude. Uh, Ethan, you're number one. My number one, Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down, my number one. Wow. I watched okay. it. I've already watched it three times. So once you watch Scrooged, it'll then the Muppets will be your second favorite Christmas. No, Carol. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's like, it's our big family thing. Like it's, it's my mom's favorite movie like ever. And we like, we watch it probably at least a dozen times every Christmas season, at least. Well, I'll be honest and say, I have not seen it. I have not seen it either. I have nothing to go off of reference was. I'm curious to see if I've seen Chris's number one. Chris, what is your number one? <laughs> I know you've seen my number one. My number one Ooh, you've is seen his number one. Yeah, well, one. Well, 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 well. Merry Christmas. This movie. You heard it first. (laughs) This movie is the number one Christmas movie, and it's not up for debate. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I know. It's not on my list, but it's a good movie. That is It is so great. God, it's great. I love it. I can't tell you how many times I've probably seen that. It's been so long And also, like, every time... Has it really? Yeah. We go to the theater and see it when it comes into theaters for Christmas because we like it so much. I love Chevy so Chase, so I mean, yeah. yeah. I watched it for the first time last year. Did I you think. really? Yeah, what, yeah. What'd wow. you think? Uh, remember what I thought about the Goonies? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I right. probably would have loved it if it I watched it, it as was, a kid. It wasn't the Muppets, so yeah. I'm sorry. So you know, <laughs> you can't hold a candle to that. So, but um. <laughs> I'm surprised no one said the Gremlins, man. That was, I mean, like that was also a was Christmas that movie. Christmas? Yeah, that was also really huh. a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I was googling it the other day for like you know Christmas movies. I'm like, you'd be surprised at some of the movies that released on Christmas Day, and that, I guess wow. that's what makes it a Christmas movie. So, 
That's interesting. You know, there's there is surprisingly a high amount of families that have a you know tradition of going to the movies on Christmas. I was one of those yeah. for about five years, and it was actually kind of fun because after you open up presents and you're you know you're kind of lazing around for the afternoon, you know, five o'clock rolls around, it's getting dark. You're like, hey, you want to see a movie? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, it just that sounds all right. Yeah. Like just getting out of the house and you know you've you've got your new shoes on and your new fucking shirt on or whatever. And you're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, let's we'll watch the movies. All right. I don't know that I've ever left the house on a Christmas day. <laughs> <laughs> like, like once we get there, like yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, we used to do that growing up. In fact, I remember uh, one Christmas, it snowed while we were in the movie theater. You know, this was in Charlotte, North Carolina, so we don't get snow very often. And my uh, stepdad was pretty excited leaving parking lot and was trying to do donuts to the parking lot and forgot that like you couldn't see because of the <laughs> snow you couldn't see that there was like medians and stuff in the parking lot and he bro- like broke a tire or bent a tire or some of that so we, we ended up like stranded in the parking lot of like the movie theater for like a few hours afterwards so it was great christmas day activity wow so, this has been fun guys. makes for good memory yeah this has been fun guys appreciate it yeah so you heard it first on um as our top five list uh, curious to hear what you guys are um, if for some reason you still aren't on Marco Polo, um, get your ass over there and um, let's talk. Mo- let's talk movies. And Give some, us your Christmas movies and some other. That's right. Some other shit. So, love you guys. Mean it. Right on. Have a great. Merry have Christmas. A great Christmas. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, happy holidays, you damn Christians. Shit. Happy Hanukkah. We are gonna get in trouble, aren't we? <laughs> That's right. Happy. Keep Christmas the Saturn and Saturnalia. No, Trump let us have Christmas back. You're right. You're listen, right. So. listen, listen. I'm all about keeping Chris in Christmas so long as it's Chris Kringle. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy D. Cricket. No wonder you like Scrooge. You fucking Scrooge. Keep right. the Christ and cultural appropriation day. <laughs> oh my God! All right, thanks guys for joining us on Movies That Moved Me. We'll talk to you guys next time. So, okay, what what's your favorite Christmas gift you ever got? Oh, that's a good question. Charlotte. Huh? Charlotte, you go first. Hey. My favorite hey. Christmas movie. Um. Or that one. <laughs> I have to say it's Elf. 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 Good choice. Vix is definitely Home Alone. Yes. Nice. Those are all great Solid. choices. Solid. Solid. All great choices. Mine Very good. all right next up we've got pastor joey svenson from the bad christian podcast telling about his most depressing christmas ever go figure do you have a christmas story you can tell us real quick um a christmas uh, story something that happened recent maybe when you were a child um funny significant significant, yeah something it doesn't have to be funny hmm i mean uh, it was a pretty depressing Christmas 2013 because I was still in the middle of my funk and my wife's uh, father passed away. And uh, I mean, she literally got a phone call Sunday night that he was being rushed to the hospital and that he had had cancer for a long time and just hadn't gone to the doctor. And we both knew right at that moment, it was just something in us. And it was like, you need to go. And I'm someone that 
Yeah, always is, is if I'm not careful, I'm always worrying about finances. And so that was something for me not to even think about the price of the airfare or anything. It was like, we got a book of flight, you got to go. And so she flew out Monday and he passed away on Wednesday. And so I also recognized um, I needed to go out there to and be with my wife. And so, you know, we were in Iowa, um, in the Indiana area there's family on both sides. So we did some traveling. There was like two memorial services and all of that. We were there probably from like December 19th. And I remember I got back right in the middle of one of our Christmas Eve services. And I remember coming home that night, my daughter's throwing up. She just happened to get a stomach bug. And I literally heard her say, mom, please pray for me. Like she was in such a, uh, she just felt super sick. And then obviously my wife is super depressed about her dad passing away. So yeah, cool, man. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for that. Gladly add that in there. The social first thing that came to mind was depressing Christmas 2013. <laughs> that totally fits what I always hear Toby and Matt saying about you. Like, well, thanks Pastor Joey for completely ruining the moment. Yep. <laughs> At one point, Elizabeth decided to serenade us.
That's fantastic. My nice gosh. That Those was... pipes. I feel like I was sitting in on like a Sony studio session. I hear you get your news from CNN. All these other fuckers watching Fox News again. Yo, Chris, don't they know that that shit is whack? Hell yeah, and it is a white and black. FTG fan, bam, we found another way. Use your noobs, motherfucker, on fade to gray. What? what? The, the, whitest, the whitest boys you know bringing you <laughs> just some sort of weird segment. We don't know oh what it is yet gosh. either. It, it no, will, we speaking, don't know what it is. Speaking of weird, Andy, have you heard... <laughs> Have you heard that they want to possibly change Santa Claus's gender? Have you heard this? No, I haven't, but I'm I'm not surprised at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they 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 did this survey, right? And they surveyed all these people and uh they asked them, should Santa Claus stay a man? Should he become a woman? Or should Santa Claus become gender neutral? Hmm. Now, my only question is, what would the benefit be of of changing Santa's gender? Well, it's, a, it's sure, but it's a it's a made up thing, right? So why would we need to change a gender of a made up, uh, you know, figment of our imagination? Actually, I think we have some people with us right now that can maybe help us with this. I think so. Yeah, let's do a. What do you think? We should survey all these people. Yeah, actually, I think we have uh, the rest of Fade to Gray plus a few people. Uh, let's see, who are our guests? I'm going to swipe through. We got Omar. We got Elizabeth. Chad Johnson. We got Zombie. <laughs> We've got everybody here. This is amazing. Um, so We can start out with Omar. What do you want to know? And we also have Sam Lopez, who just joined the party. Sam. Well, hello, Sam, Sam Lopez. Sammy. Sam, you're just you're just in time for Santa supposedly uh, needing to change his gender to female, or, or gender neutral, or gender neutral. What have you heard about that, Topher? What do you think about that? Do you think Santa should change his gender? Here's 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 the great debacle. What uh, what's it take for you to be considered a saint? So I'm pretty sure there's female saints, right? Yeah, absolutely, there's female saints. That's how we go for it, man. We mix it up. Mix it up. Changes. Mother, Mother Teresa is a saint, right? Mother Teresa is a saint. She's been uh -huh. saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So one for changing. You think it should go to female? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Topher. To you've heard it right here. Topher thinks uh, Santa Claus should be female. All right. Who's next? But, no more? That's predatory that way. But, but hold on. Hold on. But okay. She has to she's still be the large... Santa Claus that we consider, or is it like sexy like, Santa? Are you fat shaming <laughs> Santa right now? But if we're if we're gonna be if we're gonna be super inclusive, why not make it a midget? Like what? Like what is check, Really? Why not, why not check all the boxes, right? Why not all in check one. All the boxes. Yeah. Well, why not I make think it those are called Santa? elves, by the way. Dwarves. No, but they don't deliver. They're not the important ones. They're not the important ones. Yeah, right. Who's making all the toys? That fat white boy ain't making all those toys. And he's not fat or white. He's black and he's a midget. And he's most oh likely God. into some kinky stuff. So that's also but it, something. But it is a he? Are, Are you kink concerned? shaming the new Santa? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he is. Okay, so... I think... 
all right, all right. We, we, hold on just one second. <laughs> you can't say midget. It's little person or dwarf. No, I can say midget. Actually. <laughs> he, he's allowed to say whatever he wants. Of course he is. That's right. freedom of speech. <laughs> all right. So Topher thinks that Santa should be a woman. I mean, Santa's already got big old double Ds anyway. So let's move on. Omar, what do you think? Should Omar become a woman? I protest. No. Santa become a woman, be gender neutral, or stay a man? Oh, man. That's a good question. When I say good question, I think it's a ridiculous question. But um, I would say that I think that Santa would be a lot less predatory if he was a female, if he was a she. I might let my kids sit on her lap. Um, I think I, I feel a lot more trustworthy about there being a, li- a naughty list if a female had it and knowing when I'm asleep. <laughs> so, it actually okay, sounds I think he's one of me over. <laughs> actually, kind of sounds kind of hot. So, will she will will this Santa be a naughty Santa? A beard? Oh, a woman Santa still have a beard. So we're in Alaska. We're talking about Alaska. <laughs> <women>. <laughs> um. I, you know, shake it up. You know, it's 2018. I say go they. You know, you know, like whatever Santa wants to do. <laughs> change the change the pronoun. All right. Yeah. Omar <laughs> says gender neutral. Omar says gender neutral. I think that's what that means. All right. I don't want Santa be like being like sexy with anybody. Really, if you think about it. <laughs> I think Santa should be a lesbian. Yeah. I think think Santa should be a lesbian. Because she would be very free and generous with the Yule logs. She would leave all those for us. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, all right. So Chad Johnson, you heard it first. All right. He thinks Santa should be a woman. So far, we're three for three. No, two woman and one gender neutral. All right. uh, Chombi, what do you think? Uh, I was talking to this with, uh, to Andy about this earlier. I'm, gonna say i'm gonna use the same thing i think with like choosing a different gender in general like you can ask people to call you whatever you like but they don't have to know it automatically like you know do you know what i mean like so we should assume santa's gender that's not what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) i i don't think that everyone should be abiding by a female santa i think do whatever you want um, but I don't think you should be I don't think anyone should be imposing on other people's beliefs I see what you're saying you're saying that people should have the choice to choose Santa's gender for themselves exactly well, hey, like, you, can't, you can't just say everyone has to have a female Santa this year that's just that's just PC gone wrong but if, if you want to have a female Santa go for it doesn't bother me okay alright interesting if Wasn't we can have white Jesus they can, they can have a, a woman Santa right <laughs> true, true. That works out. Right, well, let's get a woman's perspective. Elizabeth, what do you think? <laughs> Why do we have to fuck with Santa's gender? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Can that he surprised just stay me. a man? It's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. I, I understand that, and that's fine for everybody else, but just leave Santa alone. <laughs> Don't you think we're losing, Elizabeth, Sorry. don't you think we're losing good male role models? <laughs> I mean, is Santa Santa's a good, good male role model? Sure, he leaves gifts, he's generous. 
<laughs> guys, guys, the real, the real. He's a pedophile. So does every is a pedophile. pedophile. Guys, guys, the solution, the solution's pretty simple. Mrs. Santa Claus has always been there. She just needs to get up for us and do some work. <laughs> well, Angela Lansbury played us uh, Mrs. Santa Claus once. Somebody yeah. has to watch over all those elves. Yeah, they're mischievous. Yeah, well, Santa can do it one year. It's not, it's not always Mrs. Santa Claus's job. You think Mrs. Has anybody Claus... seen the movie Arthur Christmas? No. That tells the no. whole story. <laughs> he... Mrs. Claus actually does all the work. Does she really? <laughs> Basically. She and her boys. Her husband's just a figurehead. <laughs> do you think you that uh, she goes, like whenever Santa goes to deliver presents, she goes behind the scenes and uh, bangs all the elves? <laughs> <laughs> no, she wow. cleans up all his messes. <laughs> I think uh, she has taller standards than that. Taller standards? <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, what are your thoughts? Yes. I think um, yes, she does. <laughs> it is a fictional story, um, and people already <laughs> take fictional stories and make them whatever they want, so knock yourselves out. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that's right. a fair point. Yeah, that's not a bad... I mean... I was talking to Rhea earlier today, and she said, why not make uh, Mother Nature Father Nature, if that's the case, right? Yeah. So, okay. Or Father uh, Time, Mother Time. Right. Or they Sam time. Lopez. I, Chris, I thought you were going to say everyone's believing Jesus, and, <laughs> like, he's imaginary, too, according to you. Right. I wasn't right. going to go there on his birthday. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's not his birthday. <laughs> Uh, fuck you, uh, Sam Lopez. <laughs> Which reminds me, I need to go shopping for his birthday still. No, 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 no. One sec. Continue. Is Sam Lopez the best? Uh, I say get rid of Santa and just bring the Krampus on. The Krampus. Krampus. Yes! <laughs> yeah, Krampus, gender neutral. Um, it's a hermaphrodite type thing, kind of like what they try to do with Godzilla. What? Is this yeah, in some we were... weird anime magazine that you read? No, like they did that with Godzilla with the remake that everyone forgot about. The one that had a, a god from the 90s or whatever. There were three people who said that Santa Claus should become a woman. Uh, three people who said, I don't I don't care, decide what you want. One person uh, said that he should be gender neutral. No, because then... no, Krampus was gender neutral as well. So oh, that's true. Two people said gender neutral. And then, Andy, we haven't heard from you yet. What do you think? Oh, uh, actually, and Elizabeth said keep him a man. I agree with Elizabeth. I think keep him a man. I agree I with don't... Elizabeth, too. So that's three uh, yeah. for keep him a man, three for change it to a woman. So it's kind of a tie here. The actual uh, survey that they did, 17% of people said that he should be gender neutral. 13 said he should become a woman. And 70% stay a man. So, Interesting. Yeah. And, and that was like conducted where? Still be a man. Say what? That was conducted where? Texas. Uh, in the U.S. The and in Canada. Oh, okay. okay. The yeah. southern United States. <laughs> right, no, it right. was also in Canada. So, I mean, you've even got some uh, Yanks up there that, uh, that think you should stay a man. So, anyway. Very nice. Very nice. All right. That was the news for noobs. Thanks for tuning in to the Christmas special. At some point in the night, our buddy Justin went AWOL and decided to let us know about the best gift he'd ever received. Uh, 
So how old was I? Probably I was in seventh grade. So how old was I? Like 13, 14 years old, something like that? Yeah. I was really into Hummer. Like, Hummer I'm really into Hummers, too. I love it. <laughs> and so my family knew it. And so my, my dad got me a remote control Hummer, but it was like big. Oh. Like, it was like, oh. you know, three or four feet wide and like yeah, really big. <laughs> drove it around. It was awesome. It had like four wheel drive and everything. It was badass. Dang. And then I broke it. Bro, no. so that was that was awesome. I love that present. Were you trying to ride in it? Yeah, I tried to sit down on it and like you know ride on it. <laughs> Strapping your cat to it. <laughs> yeah, I did strap a Barbie to it. My sister hated that. Your sister what hated the? you strapping a Barbie to it. Yeah, I strapped a Barbie to it, and she was like, "Justin, stop it! It's mine." So you, you are Sid. Yeah, I'm essentially Sid. You know. Fantastic. <laughs> Took the Barbie head, like twisted it backwards, shaved all the hair off. Future guest from the band Gleewood, that's GleewoodMusic.com, stopped by to tell us a Christmas story. Well, really, really, this last Christmas and the song that we're going to release on our newsletter. I don't know. I think it's one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. So we got off of tour. We're usually around family around Christmas time. Um, and uh, Jet had been kind of asked to teach some guitar lessons to some people around here in our area. And so, you know, he's like, all right, well, we've got some downtime. I'll do it. So he had uh, within a few weeks, he had every kind of age group, little kids, adults, older people, like elderly people who are like, I just want to learn how to play guitar and sing with my family. And this one lady in particular, she said, hey, I wanna learn guitar because I wanna sing Christmas carols with my children, with my grandchildren and children um, around Christmas time. So Jet's like, sweet. And he starts, you know, teaching her lessons and she mm-hmm. was really into it. She was doing really well. She worked really hard at it and yeah. she- uh, Here, hold on. Yeah. So I'm gonna lead up to it. Um, <laughs> So he comes back, it was like an early morning class, and he comes back, and I could tell he had, like, been really, he'd kind of been gone a while and been really thinking, and he comes in, and he's just had this look on his face of kind of just very somber, and I was like, Jet, wh- what happened? He's like, I just wrote a Christmas song, and I was thinking, okay, you know, why, are you sad? And he's like, yeah, and I'm like, what? And he's like, you cannot believe this story that I was told, and this song I just wrote is crazy. Yeah, and so this woman um, spoke fluent Spanish, and so she was singing Noche de Paz, which was a silent night in Spanish. And so she was learning these Spanish ballads to sing to her grandchildren because her mother-in-law instilled an image in her one Christmas uh, that she never forgot. And it was the single most courageous thing I think you can probably ever do in your life. And it was, this woman was known for singing and playing with her husband. And she's in the hospital on her deathbed. And um, she invited all of her family into the room. It was coming up on the holidays. And And she asked her husband to pull out his guitar, even though he was an emotional mess pull out his guitar and start singing for the kids. And so they sang gospel songs and Christmas songs to each other. Um, and with her dying breath, she, uh, she sang a gospel hymn with the kids 
closed her eyes, leaned back, and passed away. And in that hospital room, um, she instilled in her entire family, you know, to right up until the end, to never have fear and, and to, to live passionately and to give glory to the Lord. And on her dying mm. breath, you know, leaned That's back cool. and, and, uh, and sang her last gospel hymn with her grandchildren or, and her family gathered around her side. And I just thought that if there was anything in the world you could ever live up to, that would be it, you know. Yeah, that's so. amazing. That's awesome. And that happened on Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I think, wow. like the couple of days before Christmas Eve or something. And they, you know, they had to spend a Christmas without her, um, which was tough because she was the cornerstone of the whole family, you know, singing Christmas ballads and stuff. And so the daughter-in-law, the one who Jet was teaching guitar, wanted to pass, you know, keep that legend alive. That's a, that's a story and that's a flame that will be hard to extinguish. You know, if you leave that kind of, that kind of impact on somebody's life, you that's know, whether they're little either. kids or older, I mean, that's a legacy that won't yeah. ever go away, you know? So Jet wrote a ballad. Um, we used a different name, but the ballad's called, um, Cynthia Chavez, and it's about that uh, kind of moment that he heard about from his student, and that was just a really special thing to think about over the holidays last Christmas, and, and then this year we finally got it recorded, and we're going to be releasing it to our newsletter. Um, probably not to the public, because it's a, it's a ballad that kind of requires a little bit of backstory, and to our newsletter people we can really give that story to them and, and give it, you know, do it justice. Cynthia Chavez sang her last ballad tonight With loved ones all gathered and grandchildren sat at her side She said not to weep and to dry the tears from their eyes that I'm going home now while the star of David shines bright. They cried, Grandma, it's Christmas and this is no time for goodbyes. But her husband was silent as he stared into convicted brown eyes. Half a century discerning the mysteries found in her gaze. That now asked him for silence But thanked him for the life that they made A young cavalero once told his lover goodbye With the promise that after the war He'd make her his wife The young senorita prayed for his peace every night and asked God to allow the cavalero to return to her side. Fifty years after many tears and much laughter, dreams lost and dreams realized. It was her turn to leave him with the promise they'd soon reunite. 
like an angel, she led them in noche de She said, my Lord is waiting, and on his birthday we'll meet at last. Cynthia Chavez sang her last ballad tonight. With loved ones all gathered and grandchildren sat at her side. Omar and Elizabeth, I know yes. you guys have uh, a Christmas story that you were wanting to share with us. And so uh, maybe this is a good time to do it. Maybe end the night on uh, the story. Oh, man. Yeah, we can do that for sure. It's a very interesting story. Uh, I'll let Elizabeth kind of. T- tell it and I'll chime in. Basically, it's the story of the journey to our marriage, <laughs> which uh, for you guys who don't know, our anniversary is also my anniversary because it's on my birthday, two days after Christmas. So and then 10 years ago, um, on December 27th, um, we got married and it was an epic adventure getting there. So Elizabeth's going to tell it. We got snowed in in one of the biggest snowstorms in Portland, Oregon and had to make it all the way to the East Coast um, and basically like 48 hours before we were to get married. Yeah, so so go ahead, babe, take it away. Okay, so I was actually looking on Facebook and it was 10 years ago today that Omar's best friend Levi got married or one of his best buddies. So Levi got married and Omar was the best man for the wedding. And so we were hanging out. I met Omar. I flew in to Portland from Denver because I had been going to school over there. And we, uh, I went, flew from Denver to Portland to meet him at the wedding. And during the wedding itself, it started to snow. And we were a little bit outside Portland. Uh, Omar will be able to remember the name of the town. I can't remember. All I know is it started to snow and people started getting notifications on their phones that, hey, the Portland airport is starting to shut down because it's snowing and it won't stop and we don't know how to handle snow. And the guests started leaving the wedding because it was over. And the only people to get on their flight and leave Portland was the bride and groom. All the rest of us got stuck at the airport and we were (laughs) collecting in groups after we talked to various people uh, at desks and whatnot. So uh, there were no flights out for several days. Uh, So that was, what's the date today? Can't remember the date today. 22nd. It was 22nd. I'm sorry, 21st. Zombies in the future. Today's 21st. Oh, right. Yeah, you're you're in the future. That's right. I forgot. So it was the 21st. So we had six days before we had to be in my hometown in Pennsylvania and we were in Portland, Oregon and our original plan was to fly oh my goodness was our original plan was to fly into Denver and drive from Denver to Pennsylvania and we weren't sure how we were going to do it any other way we couldn't find flights anywhere so we just had to go with it and uh yeah so we were stuck in Portland for several days was it Christmas Eve that we finally got out? I believe out? it was, it was stuck for two days. Um, and the first night we were stuck there, we uh, had my quote-unquote spiritual father and another guy in the room with us. So we had our accountability. You got to remember, 
we had started a long distance relationship where we haven't seen each other or been like around each other at all during this relationship and we're getting ready to get married in three days now we're stuck in a hotel room overnight and i'm i'm like uh <laughs> uh we're supposed to be good christian kids or so but that, that was fun some fun torture but so yeah two days and then december 24th they finally had flights that released but the way our tickets were set up um we had a connecting flight in denver from out of portland but it wasn't it was through a completely different like ticket that I had bought because of the way we were staying extra time in, in Denver. Go ahead, babe. Yeah, I, we had to pick up my car, yeah. which was stuck in Denver. So the only way we could really figure it out was to get out of the Denver airport and go get my car. So so we got on a flight, luckily, fi finally, when they opened the airport, shoveled all the snow out of the way, and they let flights out. We flew in at like 10 o'clock at night on December 24th. Drove, got in the car immediately, drove, what is it, six hours to Wichita, Kansas from Denver? About five Or more than that. I want to say more like eight. Okay. So basically, he's got in the car and drove. I remember like being someplace in eastern Colorado, like, oh, it's, you know, Merry Christmas, babe, you know, <laughs> as, we, as we're driving, get to my mom, my grandmother's coffee shop where she was giving away a, like a Christmas breakfast to some local people in town. Um, got to eat breakfast, serve a little bit there. Got back in the car in Kansas on Christmas day and drove- With uh, Graham and granddad. And drove from there straight to Pennsylvania. Um, so that was, that was our Christmas. So, and what year would that be? Let me decide. 2008. In 2008, so um, yeah. All, all day driving on the 25th, got in on the 26th at some time in the morning, like 10 o'clock that morning. What, what? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Because we got to sleep a couple of hours and then we had to drive down to the county below us to pick up a marriage license. Because the only place we could pick up a marriage license was in Butler County, which was south of us. So we had to do more driving, another hour south to come back up so we could get married the next day. And I met her family oh. for the first time and got married the next day. Like, uh, like originally we were just supposed to spend Christmas uh, together for the first time, but the way things happened in our life, if you heard the story we told previous episodes, um, we had moved our wedding up three months and decided to have it fit on that day, on the 27th, which was also my birthday, and was 12 hours before I met my father-in-law. Wow. And it all worked out. <laughs> 10 days later, or 10, 10 days, 10 years later, here we are. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> ten, ten, 10 Christmases later. Yep. Wow. That's, that's insane. That's insane. So did you, did you like get her, uh, her, uh, your in-laws like good presents the first year? Did you even get him anything? Did you have money or anything? You know? Jack <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's basically, yeah, basically all we got. Go ahead. In, in that situation, just in that situation, you know, you, basically meeting her for the first time, and then you know, a couple of days later, you're just like you're in this, you're just kind of thrust into it. And you're like, you don't even know the guy, so what do I get him? You know, if yeah. it's Christmas, do you know? I don't know. Yeah, we weren't even thinking. I think at that point, I mean, we weren't even thinking about like getting anybody gifts or anything. We were just trying to think how are we going to get to our wedding because we have everybody else. You know, they already have flights booked and plans and everybody to get there and. and, and you know, like 
two days up to it, we weren't even sure that we were going to like get out of Portland, you know, like, it was like, we might just be like living here and, you know, starting a family. However, <laughs> right? melts. So I guess we'll hunker down here. It really was. I mean, it was, it was an epic adventure. It really was driving across country or like halfway across country, like, you know, on Christmas day, not completely unexpected, like, like under the gun, you know, to, to get there for, for, for your own wedding. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun story to tell. It definitely um, um, we've lived through a lot in the last ten years. And, and it's it's a way to share. I, I lived up to my name though. See, I'm I'm late for most things, and so I, I was really late <laughs> to my own wedding. <laughs> but I really love you guys. And thanks for you know spending Christmas and coming to this party with us and everything. It's um, sorry I was running a little late, but I wouldn't miss it for the world and. I just, man, like, what Fade to Grey has become in, like, the short, like, what, three months that we've been doing this, and and what all of you um, gentlemen and wife, you know, have put into it, and, and the people who have, you know, been listening to us and giving us feedback, and the fan band, and just how, uh, Marco Polo group, and just how insane that is, and how, like, I mean, they need to invent something new just so they can keep up with what our community is doing. Um, almost at this point so but um, I'm just blown away I'm just so excited for what's to come you know with Bam Bam some of the things that we're discussing for the next season and some of the guests we already have booked and some of the like basically I, I love you guys and I'm excited for what the the new year um, has to come like um, this last year has been hard but like look at as I can't deny that like I'm starting to live some of my dreams and it's because of you guys so Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I think it's it's great that people can even connect to us in in, uh, in video form and get to communicate feedback uh, on an episode. Like, hey, I just listened. Here's what I'm thinking, and it's so cool that they can do that. And uh, and just and, to have real conversations and not yeah. you know sound bites of this is my opinion and you're this way if you don't believe that, but like have face to face conversations about it and respect each other and value each other. I think is been really really cool there's genuine gen, there i go again that one was for you Lena. Genuine. there's genuine it doesn't seem feel right to say genuine genuine uh relationships that have uh, developed in there some of them who maybe through other forms of social media um i didn't have maybe a very high opinion of but after like you know hanging out and getting some banter and like you know like listen to the it's 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 you really humanized like basically like what's become a soundboard for your opinions you know like when it's just when you're just fighting an opinion it's you know, you'll say anything but you realize like there's a person who's lived you know, like you know, x number of years of life that that came to like you know through experiences that came to this opinion then it's like we can value what's being said a lot more so yeah big ups to um marco polo and like face-to-face communications like that well, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And go drink another beer. Yeah. <laughs> or take it in the rear. And have no fear. By the way, if you run out of podcasts to listen to on your way home, those of you who are listening to this uh, while you're traveling to see family, you need to go check out the newest Anatomy of Marriage podcast because uh, I believe Elizabeth, our very yeah, own Elizabeth, was on that 
Yes, I'm so glad that episode's out. Um, it's a really heavy topic. We're talking about miscarriage, but I was able to interview one of my oldest friends. Um, her name is also Elizabeth, who's experienced um, seven or eight miscarriages in her um, in her lifetime. She and her husband, wow. and so she kind of processes that with me. Um, and it's yeah, it is heavy, but to be honest, like it really was hopeful at the same time. Just listening to her, like. Uh, how she dealt with her grief and has been dealing with her grief and um, there's some uh, good stuff too. I'm not going to give it all away. You have to go listen to it. Yeah, definitely yeah, it check sounds that like out. a great thing to listen to as you're opening the presents on the Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Super wonderful. For all of us at Fade to Grey, we hope you've enjoyed this Christmas special. Thank you and <laughs> 